What's up? How's it going, everybody? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Snug Wrestling. I am your host, Edgar, and we're going to hit the ground running today with Monday Night Raw. We have a very, very busy week this week. Feels like I haven't talked to you guys in a really long time. I think the last time we spoke was Collision, which was last weekend. It feels like forever. It's only been a couple days, but it's okay. I felt kind of weird on Sunday because there was no wrestling to watch. At least I don't think. And I didn't record that day. But I'm going to make up for it because we have Monday Night Raw. Tomorrow we have NXT and then we have Dynamite. And I'm going to be covering all of it. Well, hopefully... I'm going to try my best. Today, we are going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. But before I do that, please, 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 please hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all of my socials. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Snug Wrestling. And also, I just found out that Cody Rhodes is going to be doing a documentary. Well, not Cody Rhodes. He's not doing it. But WWE is doing a documentary on Cody Rhodes. And it's going to be on Peacock, which I'm also going to be going over. I usually just do the reviews of these wrestling shows. But I'm curious to what they're going to put on that documentary because i know it's going to sound phony or whatever oh i've been a cody rhodes fan since day one but no i really i have always been a cody rhodes fan ever since he first started which was what 2009 2010 when i first saw cody rhodes man this guy just he really stood out to me and he was a star how vince mcmahon didn't realize that until years later i do not know but I'm going to be watching that, and because I've been familiar with Cody Rhodes for so long, I feel like I have a lot of input. I feel I, like I have a lot of good things to say uh, about that documentary, so stay on the lookout for that. I believe the documentary is going to be dropping at the end of the month, uh, which should be fun to watch, and it should be fun to review as well. So let's get started on this Monday Night Raw because this show also started with Cody Rhodes himself, the American Nightmare, and he's also the hometown hero because Monday Night Raw is in Atlanta. Cody Rhodes' mom is in the building as well, and Cody Rhodes comes out and calls out Brock Lesnar, but no answer from the Beast Incarnate. So Cody Rhodes continues his promo, and it's a super babyface promo, and challenges Brock Lesnar to SummerSlam. Now, before it was mentioned something about a rubber match, this time that wasn't mentioned, but Cody Rhodes wants Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for match number three, as we all predicted. And then Cody Rhodes' music plays him off, and it looks like Cody Rhodes is getting ready to leave. He's saying bye to his mom, who's in the front row, and his family. And then Brock Lesnar music hits, but there's no Brock Lesnar. So then, okay, Cody Rhodes goes back to doing his thing, and then Brock Lesnar music hits again. And this time, Cody Rhodes goes and runs in into the, the entranceway where the stage is, and Brock Lesnar is just beating the total shit out of Cody Rhodes. And Brock Lesnar is just wailing on Cody Rhodes all over ringside, all over the building, in front of Cody Rhodes' mom. And Brock Lesnar has a history of beating people up in front of their moms, and this was no different. Cody Rhodes was getting thrown left and right like a sack of potatoes by Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar goes for the recently injured arm. And I'm like, great. Well, not great because I wanted Cody Rhodes to be 100% for their match at SummerSlam because they already did that. They already did that whole gimmick where Cody Rhodes was fighting Lesnar with one arm at, you know, match number two. So I want Cody Rhodes to actually have a chance this time around. But Brock Lesnar accepts the challenge and says, I'll see you at SummerSlam, bitch. So the match is set. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, and it should be a good one. 
Gunther versus Matt Riddle again. And I'm like, damn, how many matches, how many opportunities is Matt Riddle going to have for the Intercontinental Championship? But this match was actually good. And if they keep having good matches like this, then I'm not going to completely hate on Matt Riddle getting these title opportunities versus Gunther because this match was pretty good. There was some Matt wrestling. They were having like some, you know, submissions and they were duking it out. These two were. So it was a really, really fun match to watch. Uh, Gunther ends up beating Matt Riddle again with a massive power bomb, which then after Gunther cuts a great heel promo and he says, I'm done with Matt Riddle. I'm trying to build his legacy and Drew McIntyre is next, which means that most likely we're going to get Gunther versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, which should also be a really good match. Drew McIntyre recently returned and he's looking great. Drew McIntyre's in great shape, and he even overpowers Gunther, I believe. I'm pretty sure Drew McIntyre is bigger than Gunther, and these two are going to go at it at SummerSlam, and I can't wait to see that. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez have an interview. I don't remember what the question that they were asked, but it doesn't really matter because Rhea Ripley interrupts the interview and smacks the shit out of Liv Morgan. And I think I speak for everyone when I say thank you, Rhea Ripley, for doing that. And it seems like Rhea Ripley injures Raquel Rodriguez's knee during this scuffle. That's worth mentioning because it kind of goes into play later on in the show because Liv and Raquel are going to defend their titles versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. The Judgment Day come out and all four of them come out including Rhea Ripley but Rhea Ripley does not look like she just had a scuffle with two other women in the back because Rhea Ripley's hair is all done and it's all even and she looks clean and she's not even winded or not even anything she's just walking out there normal which led me to believe that that scuffle with Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez where Ripley had was pre-recorded it's just a little funny side note there that I noticed but Rhea Ripley gets the mic and says the judgment day is stronger than ever you people thought that we were going to break up but the joke is on you and people love Rhea Ripley even though Rhea Ripley is a heel she still gets the loud pops and the people love Rhea Ripley. Can you imagine how much people would love Rhea Ripley if Rhea Ripley was a babyface? I could only imagine. Dominic gets the mic but gets booed out of the building because it's fucking Dominic Mysterio, the Latino heat magnet. And Dominic Mysterio is going to have a match on NXT versus Wesley for the North American champion. I will definitely be tuning into that to see how that plays out. And hopefully Dom becomes a new North American champion. I'm hoping to get some gold on the dirty Dom himself. Damien Priest gets the mic and says, Booze don't change the fact that Damien Priest is the next champion, but then clarifies and says, Well, Finn Balor, he gets the first crack at Seth Rollins. Booze doesn't change the fact that Rhea Ripley's a champion. Booze doesn't change the fact that we are the best tag team or the best faction, the best group, or whatever you want to call it. But Judgment Day, they are killing it right now. So there's no line there by Damien Priest. But then they get interrupted by the tag team champions. Oh man, the tag team champions. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn asked ATL, the city of Atlanta, if they paid to hear Dominic speak or if they paid to see Dominic get his mouth shut. And of course, the people pop for that. And the challenge has been made. 
and Kevin Owens accepts in a very loud and angry way and he just starts shouting on the mic that they accept so damian priest and dom are going to be facing kevin owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed tag team champions now normally i would be excited for this i would like to see the judgment day get some title opportunities however not like this and by not like this i mean on a random monday night raw on a cold match because there's no way Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to lose the titles like that on just any other regular Monday Night Raw. Judgment Day, they don't have a shot. They don't have a chance here. That's the reason why I was just like, fuck, man. But it should still be a good match, and this is set for the main event. We get a status update on Raquel Rodriguez and her knee, and Raquel, she is in pain and she's limping around, but she is clear to compete. The match starts off, and this is Liv and Raquel versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And just a quick little side note, the ring announcer. I'm probably the only one who does not like that ring announcer. The way that she introduces certain of the wrestlers like Chelsea Green or Gunta is just too much for me. I can't. I just can't. I know she's probably a really nice girl. I know I've, you know, people really like her on the social media. She's Ricochet's girlfriend, I believe. And she's a great singer. I've heard how she sings. I've seen clips of it. She's very talented. But as a ring announcer, no, keep her out of the ring, please. Just stick to singing, stick to playing the flute or whatever you you do. But ring announcing, I don't think that's your gig. Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville, she starts working on the injured knee for Raquel, which is a really smart move, taking out the bigger opponent, taking out the weaker knee, and taking Raquel Rodriguez out from the legs. Raquel Rodriguez is the bigger wrestler in this match, so you take her out of the equation, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green have a pretty good chance, and it paid off because Sonya gets the pin on Liv Morgan, and we get new women's tag team champions. And you know what? I can get behind this. Now, this could mean a lot of good things. I'm thinking, finally, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, they're going to go their separate ways. Hopefully now Raquel Rodriguez gets her solos run. Hopefully now Raquel Rodriguez gets the singles push that she deserves because she's a great athlete. Instead of doing this with Liv Morgan, I think Raquel Rodriguez deserves a lot better. She deserves a lot more than Liv Morgan. I'm sorry. I know people love Liv Morgan, but no. Raquel Rodriguez, you can do better off on your own. And also Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville, she's a great heel and she got some gold on her. So this was a really good outcome to me, in my opinion. Uh, Another quick little side note, O'Shea Jackson Jr., the son of Ice Cube, he is here on Monday Night Raw sitting behind the announcers and you can see him a couple times throughout the show if you guys don't know who that is he's a really famous actor I just thought that was pretty funny he seems to be a big wrestling fan because he's at these shows a lot which is cool to see we have a bloodline recap which I'm not going to go over because we've already been over this feel free to go back and listen to the Smackdown reviews that I've done previously up next Seth Rollins Seth Rollins has an interview and this guy looks ridiculous like always with his outfits I don't think he wears these things by choice because if he did then 
man, you probably need to go get your brain checked or something because the only reason I see or I can think of that Seth Rollins is wearing these outfits is because they're telling them, well, we can only have one mega superstar that can dress decent and look like a normal human being, and that's Cody Rhodes. So Seth Rollins, you got to find something else to wear because we can't have you looking as good as Cody Rhodes. So you got to figure something else out, pal. That's the only reason I can think of for him to wear these goofy outfits and the goofy glasses. Seth Rollins gets interrupted by Finn Balor and Finn Balor wants a rematch. At first, Seth Rollins doesn't look like he wants to give Finn Balor a rematch. And I'm like, why the fuck not? You're a working champion, right? You think you're hot shit, don't you? Well, won't you stick that belt? where your mouth is and prove it this is an intense confrontation with finn and seth and the reason i say it's intense is because this whole situation goes back to way back to 2016 of course if you guys don't know finn balor he was the first ever universal champion ever to be crowned unfortunately during that match which so happened to be versus seth rollins seven years ago finn balor dislocated his shoulder which then he had to vacate the universal championship the next day so Finn Balor was only champion for 24 hours and he was out of action for over a year now Finn Balor since he's been back from that injury he has never had another title shot he has never been in the main event spot until now so this is really personal for Finn Balor and also for Finn Balor fans like myself if there's anyone that deserves a shot at the title is Finn Balor and he's getting it but I really want to see Finn Balor get his redemption get his payback and get that title once again but Seth Rollins says, you know what, if this is you trying to settle a score, if this is just you trying to get even, then you don't need the title shot. Just take your shot right here, right now, and we can get this over with now. Finn Balor attacks Seth Rollins, and I'm like, good, fucking good. That fool, Finn Balor, man, I can definitely get behind this because this shit is personal. This shit is real to Finn Balor, and it's real to the fans. It's real to me, and I'm all for it. I'm 100% team Balor, and Finn Balor challenges Seth Rollins. Later on, we find out that Seth Rollins accepts, and we're going to have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Now, also keep in mind, Damian Priest is not too far lurking around with his money in the bank briefcase so we could potentially see a cash in maybe not if finn balor were to beat seth rollins is damian priest gonna cash in on finn balor who knows but it's getting really really interesting alpha academy versus a viking raiders and a viking rules match and this is basically a no disqualification match why do the viking raiders have their own gimmick match i don't know but this isn't the first time we've seen this viking raiders have had viking raider match rules before versus other tag teams but the best part about this whole match is Titus O'Neil on commentary because he just says the funniest shit ever. For example, Titus O'Neil says Valhalla serves 700 different gods. Titus O'Neil has one god jesus christ and i'm like can he even say that like can titus o'neill really be christian as fuck on tv like that i thought that was like one of the you know one of the rules that you know wwe doesn't talk about religion wwe doesn't talk about cliches anymore or stereotypes or you know racism but titus o'neill is over here name dropping jesus christ and i believe i saw the 
the girls get involved also Valhalla and Maxine Dupree, I believe her name is. So this is a gimmick match on top of a gimmick match. At least that's what I got from this. Other than the homage that the Alpha Academy paid to the Dudley boys, I didn't really care too much about this match. I didn't even see who won. So you tell me who won. I mean, does it even matter who won? This is just match was just pointless to me. Up next, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler tapped out Nikki Cross in less than 30 seconds. And then there was an afterbirth with Ronda Rousey cutting a promo on Shayna Baszler way far up there in the crowd in section 305 at the very, very top of the arena in the cheap seats, the nosebleeds. And when Shayna Baszler responds to Ronda Rousey's promo she gets a big pop Shayna Baszler does which kind of tells me that Shayna Baszler is the baby face in all this Shayna Baszler is the one that's going to get over in this situation if the rumors that Ronda Rousey is leaving WWE are true then this would make sense if Ronda Rousey is really leaving Shayna Baszler should be the one to get over here because she is a full-time WWE employee who's going to be staying so Shayna Baszler should get the the push in this situation you can say what you want about ronda rousey you can hate her work you can hate her promos but one thing that is for sure is that ronda rousey is a team player and she's willing to do the right thing for business so i believe ronda rousey is going to put Shayna baszler over and because they're going to be having a match at SummerSlam, Ronda versus Shayna Baszler. Ricochet has an interview. Ricochet is trying really hard to get over and cuts a promo on Logan Paul. This is his opportunity to get some momentum with the fans and to get people behind him, him being Ricochet, especially going up against someone that's super hated with, you know, as much heat that Logan Paul has. But with these interviews... I don't think Ricochet is doing himself any favors. I mean, Ricochet, he's a great athlete, but the promos, the interviews, the mic work, I don't think it's his strength or his his strongest suit because these interviews, I don't think they're going to work for Ricochet or work in his favor. They're just coming off really, and I hate to say it, like bland, really dry. I know everyone in WWE is scripted, but there's some people that even if they're scripted, they can still come off a little more original, a little more realistic. And I don't feel that from Ricochet. I don't believe what he's telling me is true or I'm just not buying Ricochet right now. And I hate to say that, but I hope that after this is all said and done, Ricochet really gets a fresh coat of paint here and he puts himself in a new light. Speaking of bland, speaking of dry, speaking of things that i don't really care about the miz the miz tv the miz reminds everyone that he's a winner because he beat tomaso champa last week in a no dq match i completely forgot about that because who fucking cares because it doesn't matter miz but it's true the miz did beat tomaso champa and the special guest for the miz tv is becky lynch the Miz is so excited about his victory versus Ciampa that asked Becky Lynch, how does it feel being next to a winner? Becky Lynch, you lost versus Trish Stratus. You lost that money in the bank. You lost versus Zoe Starks. I didn't. I won last week. Becky Lynch gets fired up at the Miz and Miz acts like he's scared. Ooh, you're scared of the big, bad Becky Lynch, Miz. Come on, man. And I was getting about ready to fast forward this. I was 
getting ready to just be done with this. But then Trish Stratus and Zoe Starks comes out and I'm like, okay, I will watch this because I do like this pair of Trish and Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks got a win over Becky Lynch last week. And that's, in my opinion, how you put over a new up-and-coming talent, especially from NXT. You partner her up with a veteran like Trish Stratus, who's feuding with a big star like Becky Lynch, and you have Zoe Starks involved in all of this. But, however, this segment went from bad to worst. The reason that is is because Becky Lynch wants... Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. Trish Stratus says, fine, but you have to go through Zoe Stark first. And if you win, I will give you your match. But if you lose, you have to get down on your knees and say, thank you, Trish. And you have to get thank you, Trish, tatted across your chest. So I think we all know how this is going to play out. Of course, the match at SummerSlam has to take place. So Becky Lynch is going to beat Zoe Starks which is the opposite of how this should go down. The whole point of putting Zoe Starks with Trish Stratus is to get Zoe Starks over, is to establish Zoe Starks as a threat, as an established competitor. You just booked Zoe Starks over Becky Lynch last week, but now you're putting her in another match versus Becky Lynch in a stipulation where Becky Lynch has to win, so you're going to beat Zoe Starks right after Zoe Starks got a win. Like It kind of just seems counterproductive. Because if you're trying to get Zoe Starks over, I believe right now Zoe Starks needs wins. Now, a lot of people like LA Knight, even though if they lose, they can still get over. But Zoe Starks is no LA Knight. Zoe Starks is one of those talents that needs wins to get over. But anywho, Becky Lynch is going to be going against Zoe Starks sometime in the future. And spoiler alert, Becky Lynch is going to win. And they're going to go on at SummerSlam, Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. Money in the Bank is over, but these guys are still going at it. Before Money in the Bank, you had Nakamura, Bronson Reed, and Ricochet all involved in different matches versus each other in one form or another, where they would do run-ins, they would interfere in each other's matches, but this is still going on. Now, last week, Bronson Reed helped The Miz and attacked Tommaso Ciampa, so in wrestling knowledge would tell you that Tommaso Ciampa is going to come out and interfere in this match and he did Tommaso Ciampa interfered and attacked Bronson Reed causing Shinsuke Nakamura to get disqualified which Shinsuke Nakamura did not appreciate and then attacked Tommaso Ciampa after the match Byron Saxton tries to interview a very very upset Shinsuke Nakamura and Nakamura yells at Byron Saxton which leads me to believe that Nakamura since he attacked to Muscle Champa, and he's yelling at the interview people that Nakamura is going to turn heel. Now, I'm going to predict the match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Tommaso Champa next week at Monday Night Raw. And finally, the main event Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Before the match started, there was another run in. This time it was Seth Rollins and he goes after Finn Balor and chases Finn Balor out of the arena. The match starts off and it's pretty much Damian Priest taking control and then tags Dominic Mysterio in. And when Dom is in the ring, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get the offense on Dom. Dom finds a way to tag out and tag Damian Priest back in and Damian Priest takes control again. So this is pretty much like the first half of the match. 
They go to commercial break, and when they come back from commercial break, Kevin Owens gets the hot tag, and that's when things start picking up. The fans start getting more into this. There's Dom, you suck chance. There's this is awesome chance. And Rhea Ripley slams Kevin Owens on the steel steps behind the referee's back. And I'm actually starting to believe that the Judgment Day might have a chance in this. It's looking like the Judgment Day is getting the upper hand. They're doing the heel things. Rhea Ripley's doing the sneak attack. So I'm like, Judgment Day is going to do some heel shit right now and steal one from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and become the new champions. But then of all people, Liv Morgan comes out and attacks Rhea Ripley. And I'm like, no, please, no. Right when everything seemed to be going as planned for Judgment Day, Liv Morgan essentially causes the Judgment Day the tag team championships. Liv Morgan. And the reason I say that is because when Liv Morgan comes out and attacks Rhea Ripley, Dom and Damien get distracted for which Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens take advantage. Sami Zayn hits Dominic Mysterio with the Huluva kick and gets the pin over Dom 1-2-3. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retain the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. Now, up until that point, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I was kind of already expecting that anyway. I wasn't expecting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to lose the championships at this Monday Night Raw. However, the fact that Liv Morgan was the one that came out and attacked Rhea Ripley is the part that I do not like. That's the shit I don't like. And here is why. We've been seeing Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez having face-offs the recent weeks. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez lost the Women's Tag Team Championships. Wouldn't it be better to put Raquel Rodriguez up next versus Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam now that there's nothing tying Rhea Ripley to Liv Morgan? Wouldn't that be the better match? Wouldn't people rather see Raquel, who's the better athlete, the better wrestler, the, the better worker, going up against Rhea Ripley? But instead, it looks like WWE is going to put Liv Morgan in the title spot position again. I get Liv Morgan. She's been a champion before. But goddamn, it's Rhea fucking Ripley. But you're going to put Liv Morgan in that spot instead. Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about this. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But it's looking like right now we're going to get Liv versus Rhea at SummerSlam. Unfortunately. But if that's the case, then Rhea Ripley is most likely going to go over here. But because it's Liv Morgan and people love Liv Morgan, I wouldn't be surprised if Rhea Ripley does a job for that girl. But anyway, that was Monday Night Raw. Let me know what you guys think at Snug Wrestling. Hit me up and we'll talk to you later. Bye.